I'm Linda Van Falkenberg. And I'm Ron Gore. And, and you're listening, listening to, to the, the Co Parent Academy, Academy Podcast. Podcast. All right, so we have a Reddit post we're going to talk about today, and this one has a mom who's in kind of a tough spot because of some unhelpful behavior by her co-parent, and she's, I think, pretty clearly trying to do what's best for everybody, and she's just reaching out, trying to figure out how to make that work. Right. So here's the situation, and I want to follow that up with parents been away on a week's vacation <laughs> from, who was that? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I think. All right. So in this case, we have the dad who has been on a random drug test program and has failed it multiple times. This time, she says it's harder because he was so confident in the mediation that there would be no more issues with it. And his visitation is suspended, basically, for the rest of the month until he provides a clean test. Now, their son is two and was having pretty frequent visitation with dad, especially under the circumstances. He was seeing his dad two to three days a week, which is quite something for a person who had been failing multiple drug tests. I didn't quite understand that part. Yeah. I mean, it, it depends, I would suppose, on what the drug was. Right. Um, so I would have questions about that, too. <laughs> you can tell that he is confused. The child is confused, she says, um, because things are not how they usually are. She's had to see him from work to watch him. Um because we only sign up for three days a week of daycare because of the visitation schedule. She says, anyway, I'm wondering if most people feel that at this age, being two, is it just confusing for him to see his dad on FaceTime? Because he's so young, I feel like it doesn't make sense to him why his dad is on a screen but can't see him in person. Or is it worth the five to 15 minutes of some sort of connection with his dad? It's so sad that it's at this point, but I'm trying to expect... It's so sad that it's at this point, she says, but I'm trying to accept that it might always be this way. Confusing for my son and hard for me to know how to handle the communication between them. Is it going to make it harder emotionally for my son to have to see his dad through the phone and not in person at this age? If he was older, the FaceTime would make more sense, she says, because he can talk back and ask his dad questions. Is it better to keep dad, quote, out of sight, out of mind? For now, until he's healthy. So, one recurring theme that I see throughout this is I think mom is not having a real good sense of what her child understands or needs to understand or experiences communication with his father at his developmental stage. Just in, even if father didn't have the issues he has. Correct. Right. Is that how you see it? Yeah, that's that's a huge level here too, um, and and children this age can can definitely do the screen thing already. I mean, my goodness, you know, I see children all over the place in whatever situation um, doing the screen thing, and and the grandbabies were already for sure by two. But it's, um, I I think it's. It, <laughs> I, I'm reading kind of between the lines too that she is. This is causing a lot of work for her, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's uh, typical. And missing. That was actually a really good example of what I was thinking of. I don't understand why a two-year-old would have any confusion 
about why his mom is staying home from work on days when he wasn't apparently in his mom's care anyway. Right. So to me, you know, it's that theory of mind. Like one of the things that makes humans humans is we have a well-developed sense of theory of mind indicating that we understand that other people think differently than we do. Mm -hmm. And in this case, I feel like she's porting onto her child what her thought process would be in most of these circumstances. Yes, definitely. And maybe even a little bit of, even though she, yes, is reaching out for help, a, a little bit of that maybe she would like for dad to be out of sight, out of mind for a while. Maybe. Yeah. And, and I, it sounds like she's been a little long suffering actually with this in terms of the court continuing to allow him to see the child with failed multiple drug tests. Yeah. I have nothing negative to say about mom's intentions whatsoever. She seems like she's been a trooper through all of this. Um, We have a course in the co-parent Academy on virtual visitation. Right. And we lay out tons of reasons about why virtual visitation matters in all sorts of circumstances. And this is one of those circumstances where you have a person who could maintain and apparently wants to maintain a relationship with the child, but maybe can't do it safely in person at the moment. And there are all sorts of mechanisms that you can use to have substantive virtual visitation that will maintain the parent-child bond, importantly, on both sides of it. And that, that brings up another question that I thought, too, as we were reading through it. Is she trying harder than father is to maintain that connection? I don't see where she says father is insisting on doing it. Um, I understand what you're saying. Part of me thinks that he wants to have it. Otherwise, she wouldn't be asking for this advice. I kind of feel like dad wants to FaceTime and she doesn't see the point, which is why she's reaching out okay. to ask, is it something that's even worth doing? I just know sometimes I have, if if it's a father that is uh, court ordered to do reconciliation, quite a few times I have have mothers that make appointments first just to get the ball rolling. And we aren't sure if father is going to be interested or cooperative just because the court ordered it. Yeah. But this isn't a reconciliation scenario, but I'm talking about she might be working harder than dad. She might be. And you know, ladies tend to be more organized (laughs) when it comes to this stuff than dads are. So, I mean, I could see that that. And maybe she's trying to keep a schedule for the child and that's very important at too. So, yeah. So, but I I don't get the sense that dad doesn't want to have the visitation here because I really don't feel like she would have the need to make this post if he wasn't asking about FaceTime and she wasn't trying to decide whether to work with it. That could be. So, but who knows? Um, First off, she says that it's confusing for him. She's wondering if it's just too confusing for the son to see dad on FaceTime at the age of two. And so I, I think we've already answered that so to an extent. Definitely not confusing. Not confusing. They can figure that out. Right. One of the questions that I would have would be, you know, which drug or drugs right. is dad using and how does it affect him? Because I've had circumstances in which, in in this one particular case, I'm thinking of, I had the dad and mom had a, you know, one of those rural drug problems where you've got the opiates and then you don't get the opiates anymore and you go to the heroin. And so 
you wind up having a situation in which you're trying to FaceTime with the parent, but they're on essentially downers right. that make them unable to really communicate. And that gets weird for the kid. Right. That would be. And the kid feels case, rejected. The mother should maybe check that before dad right. and child actually are together. Or is it a drug that causes the opposite reaction and dad is going to be saying inappropriate things right. or acting inappropriately? Right. So that is a major consideration just in terms of the safety and, and how to do it. Right. But assuming that we have a situation in which dad's use or non-use of the drug would not be apparent to the child, so the child would not be harmed by having some virtual visitation with the dad, right. then I think it's 100% let's make it happen. Right. And the child has recent contact with dad, knows right. dad really well, has spent a lot of time with dad, evidently despite the drug issue. And so, you know, if it was just getting to know dad, you know, like, like I don't want to do my reconciliation stuff virtually with one that young. Right. Um, so it's, yeah, that would be a different story, but the frequency of contact with dad, the amount of contact with dad, the more recent, the contact with dad, I think he probably needs that. Yeah. And like you said, it depends on how she spends it and what she says about it. Yeah. So I think what she says to the kid to explain why the schedule is different is, oh, daddy's not feeling well. That would be good. Which is true. It has the benefit of mm -hmm. being true. He's not well. Mm -hmm. And until he gets well, we're going to visit this way. And he just cannot wait to see you again in person. But until then, we're going to do it virtually. And then there are just all sorts of mechanisms by which she can make that happen. But, you know, in the virtual visitation course, we talk about why it matters, why virtual visitation matters. And I'm getting the sense here that dad has a drug problem and maybe is just sort of hanging on to being a, a really involved parent. And when you have that situation, it's so important to help the dad remember that he is a parent. Yes, because if he isn't having access to his child, then what's he going to be doing? Is he going to be more likely to go and feel sorry for himself yes. and to use drugs with his friends where he doesn't feel as bad for at least a little bit? And if he's not seeing his son, then he's maybe going to put, you know, mom says here, is it better for dad to be out of sight on mind? The real issue that I'm concerned about is that the child is out of sight, out of mind right. and dad winds up letting that relationship erode. Right. And then at some point for other reasons, he decides to get himself clean and then wants to reintegrate into his child's life. And then that's a much bigger problem right. than if they had just maintained some virtual visitation and much longer. What it's going to take him to have to, to be able to regain. Yeah. Much more expensive. Oh my goodness. Yes. Then you have to get folks like you involved and me involved and, and be able to, do any of that. And so many years go by. Right. So that's, to me, that's the big concern. Right. And assuming that, and, and there's different levels of the technology that you can use. So certainly FaceTime is, everybody has access right. to. The Talking Parents co-parenting app has right. for, I think, $20 a month, a secure video type call where it records it and makes a transcript of it and saves it on a third-party platform. So if you're concerned that dad's going to be saying inappropriate things because of the drug use, if that isn't a concern, then there's the caribou right. website and C A R I B U that you and I like, right? where this kid is the perfect age for that. Right. Dad could read a story to him, sure. do puzzles or games. Right. Uh, and the kid is, I think 
from your experience with the grandkids, two is okay. Sure. And, and they always like to show you things and Mm -hmm. children of any age, but you know, by this age, at least they like to show you things. And even if they can't talk much about it, they can at least show you their latest, whatever. Right. Or, you know, you could even zoom and watch your kids cartoon together Mm -hmm. or whatever it's going to be. Watch them play, watch them play, do whatever, you know, give them feedback, just parrot what they're doing. Give them, give them feedback about what you see them doing. You can do that before they talk at all. So there are just so many ways in which you can have real material, substantive visitation. And I think it, it, it's just a good idea. Well, in the virtual visitation too, we, we talked about, I think it was your idea that uh, put the child in the, in the high chair and right. they're eating a snack or something and talk to them about what they're eating and how they feel about it. And <laughs> right. <laughs> looks like it's great. And yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And she says on here, is it, is it worth the five to 15 minutes of some sort of connection with his dad? Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes it is. Easy answer. All together now. Yes. <laughs> and her question was also, um, she thinks that it would make sense if he were older and he could ask him questions or do whatever, but that's not the important no. thing. It's no. not important that a two-year-old ask the dad it's questions. FaceTime. Yes. Literal, not the mm-hmm. app FaceTime. Mm-hmm. It's seeing the face, recognizing the face, seeing the emotions on the face, right. mirroring the emotions right. on the face. Those are the connections. Exactly. The first thing I was struck about in this particular case was how rare I find this to be, because typically, at least around here in Oklahoma, we tend to be uh, seeing cases where because of the parent's drug use, male or female, about half and half around here, that we wind up with um, a parent who's not seeing the child at all because of of an emergency being granted. And so they have no right to speak to the child or see the child in any way. Right. And that does happen a lot. And it comes back to the it comes back to the question of what level are we going to retreat to? So if you have a parent who is having routine parenting time and has a drug problem and it comes to light, there are all sorts of concerns for me there. Um, there are some parents who are able to schedule their drug use to be under the influence when they don't have their children and actually take pains to do that. Wow. But most people who are in the throes of addiction don't have the ability to do right. that. I mean, you think about all the parents, all the people who have drug problems who go to work every day. Right. And who haven't gotten to the point where they can't do that still. So they're able to maintain some semblance of life while still falling into this sort of whirlpool being dragged down into right. their addiction. So it depends on where he is in that and what kinds of drugs he's using. But where do you retreat back to? So he was having in-person visitation with this two-year-old. And now you're thinking to yourself, oh, okay. So the last time that he had my two-year-old in his care, he was high Mm. under the influence and didn't tell anybody that he was using. That creates a huge breakdown in trust. Oh, totally. Which is one of the harder parts to rebuild up, that that they were lying and keeping this from you the whole time. So even when they get clean... I'm, you're still going to have trust issues about if they're going to stay clean. Especially I hear from the mothers when the child is too young to really articulate what they are experiencing at the other home. Right. Which is a, a big concern. And so that gets us typically into the supervised visitation. Right. But what I think the mistake that people make is they cut it off too quick. I mean, when I have a client whose, whose other parent is an addict, 
I encourage them to do the virtual visitation just because it's important for the child. Right. And it's going to cost way more money later on to try to reintegrate like we talked about. And if you do something like the talking parents with the recording on it, then you can see how the person is and you can show the video to the court. And that could form the foundation for a further emergency if you need to do that to show, hey, they can't even do this because they're high. Um, I never had thought of using that in this way. I just consider that between the parents, but that is a really good way to use it. I mean, so you have, so you'll have professionally supervised visits and oftentimes um, some of these professional supervisors are not sufficiently trained, right? They don't know what to look for in terms of drug use. They aren't really trained in terms of proper parent child interactions Sometimes they're just a parent who's been a parent and they bring their parenting experience to the table, which may or may not be helpful Mm -hmm. for the current circumstance. So it's more expensive and I think sometimes produces a lower quality of evidence than something like a talking parents recorded video. That makes sense. Where you can see the interactions. Sure. And also you'll have situations in which um, you have a supervisor who isn't really sitting right there. Mm -hmm. He wasn't overhearing everything that's being said. And so I just find it's so much better for the money. Unless you have a really professional supervisor who a counselor or a court can really depend on to give good, high quality feedback. I think that talking to parents makes a lot of sense. And it would be much better than the typical family member who's supervising who may not want to be there in the first place. Right. And talk about being in a conflict trap. Right. Um, Because I have... I don't often find parents or family members who are doing the supervision who aren't too far on either side, who aren't punishing their family member because they're embarrassed that someone in their family is having this issue. And so they're ultra strict with them and it makes it uncomfortable for everybody. Or just not present because they are being too codependent with that person. (laughs) Exactly. So it's hard to find that right mix with the family member. And And they can't help it. I mean, it's just an innate thing because they had to put up with that issue for a long time, probably. Yeah, you're right. Probably. So bottom line, Linda, if you had the chance to talk to this mom, what would you tell her? Pretty much all the above that we've said. (laughs) And just, uh, first of all, thank her for caring to keep the relationship going Mm -hmm. definitely, and to reach out for assistance and just developmental stage information that, you know, most parents need. Um, And Google's the way to find it these days versus reading a book usually because some things don't make it to a book in time to be the answer to something that uh, is is pressing with today's technology. Yep. Or check out Co-Parent Academy. Oh, how about that? We could do that. They could do that. Oh, yeah. All right. I opened that door wide enough, didn't I? You did. I was just going to kick it right through. (laughs) All right. Well, good luck to this family. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to leave questions, comments, or concerns, please email podcast at coparentacademy.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen.